0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport.
1: Powered by fans.
2: You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweller since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com.
3: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery
2: You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV.
3: Good evening, good day, good morning, good afternoon, good night, goodbye. Hello, welcome along wherever you are in the world. Uh, it's LTID TV brought to you from Leicester till I die. Hope you are well. Um, quarterfinals, quarterfinals of the FA Cup. I called it, I said it would be Chelsea or Manchester City. Always, always one of those two. It had to be. What a shame it wasn't Leeds, eh? But I want to say hello, because I'm no doubt looking at the fact that they are still commenting on all my posts. Say a good evening, a special good evening to all the Leeds fans that are watching. Hope you are doing well. And I'm going to just say to all the Leeds fans, yeah, quarterfinals, they're not good for everybody, are they? Some of us make it. Some of us don't lead. <coughs> Did I say that out loud? I'm so sorry. You're a wonderful team. You so play you play like Barcelona. You're lovely. Um, welcome along. Ronald is in. Hiya, Ronald. How are you? Thank you very much for joining us. Um, so uh having gone to the Bournemouth game, what an atmosphere, what a library. Um, it was an atmosphere where we were the rest of the ground. Well, I don't know, I can say I think it was a library, but um look, we're back to league action. And uh, hi, Nate. How are you doing? Uh, back at uh, that, back at the church that is the King Power, and we are hosting Queens Park Rangers, who a bit of a fiery game. And we'll talk about um, the, the game earlier in the season before, but they've hit a bit of form. And well, I always say never write any team off. They're actually almost as good as us in the current form we're going to invite Alex on in a second we'll have Brad as well and we'll talk all about our thoughts for the weekend game this is Lester Till I Die TV thanks for joining us Chris does it three hours a day want to do it again five days a
1: week oh yes just for you
0: I love it
1: on the Golden Breakfast Show this
3: is Sorry Hill Radio. The Talksport Fan Network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led
1: football podcasts,
0: including Leicester Till I Die, independent analysis and reaction for the Fox's faithful. The Talksport Fan
3: Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans.
0: Follow the podcast on the Talksport
2: Fan Network
3: well good evening guys welcome along um i want to say hi first to alex um how are you doing tell us uh, first of all before we get into it otherwise i always forget uh, where you're from and how people can find you there is a link in the description below by the way on youtube but uh, give yourself a shout out
1: well uh, hello everyone and thanks for having me back uh i'm from the our generation on air podcast uh we are a group of youngish QPR fans that uh, occasionally get together to talk about the uh, disaster that is QPR this season. Uh, and we can be found on all the usual sort of podcasts in places Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the rest. Mm-hmm. So, yes, thank you very much for having me back on.
3: No, thank you for, for coming. Um, we wouldn't have invited you if you'd beaten us, of course, but you're welcome. You're welcome back. Um, Brad, um, JB says, think you'll beat Chelsea. Um, yeah, I've got to say, looking at them last night, I think they are vulnerable. Uh, but like I say, being in a in a quarterfinal is not for everybody, is it? <coughs> Leeds.
0: No, I know it's, it's it's not for everybody. <coughs> Forest. Um, you know, it's not for it's not for some other teams either. Getting to an FA Cup final. And you know what, Chris, I actually did watch the game. I was keeping an eye on it. And if Chelsea put up the same sort of effort they did against Leeds. We've got a chance. We honestly do. They 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 were fortunate that they robbed it at the end and, and won the tie. Um, and we said this before the draw, didn't we, Chris? You know them and Man United aren't as scary as uh, an opposition as you think this year. The and way they they're used both played. No. So, so no. you know, no. I, I, I fancy our chances, and I think you have to, like you say, Chris, when you get to this sort of stage of a competition. Leeds fans, it's called a quarter final, in case you're hearing. Um, <laughs> When you get to the serious end of a cup competition, um, you know, you fancy your chances because you're you're 90 minutes away from Wembley.
3: Exactly, exactly. Although I don't like semi-finals being at Wembley, but there we go. We'll take it. Um, I've got to say, I did want Leeds to lose so that we had gone further than them. But (laughs) can you imagine? And Leeds would have probably been the harder game, actually, because we'd expect to maybe get revenge on them. They've done the double over us. If they had beaten us a third time, and if there's a good chance they could have beaten us, um, <laughs> could you imagine the earache we would get? Oh, God. It, it,
0: you know, they can be. Now, not every Leeds fan. There is some decent ones out there, believe of it or not. Of course, there is. Uh, of
3: course, there is. But yeah, Nate's just said here um, Imagine Coventry in the semi final. Well, yes. Uh, that yeah, would be that was fun, wouldn't it? The only, the only downside to that is imagine losing to Coventry in the semi final because Coventry are up there with Leeds fans, most of them. Although, anyway, Chris,
0: last time they went to last time Coventry went to Wembley, it didn't work yeah. out well enough for them, so they did. They did. Anyway,
3: that was then. This is now. It's uh, a big game at the weekend. Uh, we can't take anything for granted, but Alex, look, before we get into it, I, I, uh, I just want to say, uh on behalf of all the Leicester fans, uh, R.I.P. to Stan Bowles. Uh, I know you're 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 but a, a, a wee a wee lad in nappies. Uh, I I can remember him personally. I've seen him a, a few times. Uh, and look, he's a loss to football. He was in a way. I think he was ahead of his time.
1: Yeah, that, that, thank you. Because he's. He is, well, the club said, arguably the greatest QPR player of all time because you've got to respect the other players that played alongside him in our greatest yeah. team. But <clears throat> for most fans, he would probably be the one that you would say is the greatest QPR player yeah. of all time. So to lose him is such a loss. And it's been sad to kind of see the last couple of years his deterioration um, with. Such a horrible illness. The last time I think he managed to get to QPR was 2017. Wow. Um, for, and you could sort of, you, you saw that he was, he kind of knew where he was, but he didn't, he didn't really. And it was, it, it was such a, a a sad and poignant day. Um, but you all the stories that people have been sort of recalling over Twitter and podcasts and BBC London have done some very nice tributes as well. Um, just makes it very clear why he was so loved by mm. QPR fans. He, the word so often used for him is maverick, and it's absolutely spot on because he had that cheekiness. He had his vices, but he was an outstanding footballer. And uh, he was he was not shy to remind people that he was such a fantastic footballer in, on or off the pitch, whatever he was doing. So I think it's that kind of... Uh, he was a he's an ordinary lad who had an outstanding talent and he was just like one of us. And I think that's why so many QPR fans loved him so dearly. And it's so sad to see him gone. Indeed, a hundred percent. And
3: I'm sure I'm a hundred percent sure that we'll have sort of you know, a minute's applause or
1: silence uh, for him before the game. That this is the first game since, I think, is it? It is, yeah. Yeah, so. I think Go there's plans in place to honour him at the, we've got a game against West Brom in the week. Um, yeah. So we'll be, it, that'll be a very uh, difficult game for it a lot of fans.
3: Because you, you're at home and, and so yeah. it will, I mean, 255 appearances, 70 goals, uh, 72 to 79, he was with you um i i know he went on to forest but he only you know he only played for them for 19 times that brentford i think he played most he he, <laughs> he did like the london teams didn't he i'm just looking here where they went to to orient then to brentford um but i think i mean he only played and i don't i wasn't being disrespectful to the rest of the team but you know it's like our 70s team we never won anything but we were we played like brazil but everybody will name two or three players, but there are 11 mm. players. You know, it wasn't just Frank Worthington and Keith Weller. There were other players in there. Uh, but I think it's scandalous that, you know, only five appearances for England.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's, as you can tell throughout his career, you know, he. he I think it was quite a struggle for him to get on with certain managers. Um mm and there's you know many many a story of him just falling out despite his talent because he wouldn't you know his pre-match warm-up was a trip to the bookies to put a line on you know he he wasn't he wasn't doing any sort of proper warm-up that was it he would show his face disappear then be there for kickoff yeah some you know it that's It sounds funny. As a manager, you probably hate that. It takes a special Mm. type of someone to get the best out of that situation. And there was one story I think I heard about him playing for England, supposedly one of the players was given a big team talk about how, you know, it's an honour to play for England. You shouldn't need to accept any money to play for England. That Just playing is good enough. And Stan stood up and said, if you're not going to take your money, I'll take your share then. Like, (laughs) you know, He's that, that... that sort of cheeky guy, yeah. Um, yeah, and and it, it at the time, uh, I was lucky enough to meet him quite a few years ago. Just he just happened to be walking down the road towards QPR. I mm. met him, and he. I think that there was he still had that sort of twinkle in his eye then, um, and yeah. he was. I think it, it, I was such a young lad at the time, obviously that I've ne- I would have never seen him play. But I knew exactly who he was, and it must. Have been, I hope it felt sort of special that he had that kind of influence over someone of my age. That I knew yes. how great he was, yes. regardless yes. of that.
3: Ronald says there, Stan Bowles was a fantastic player, and QPR we were cracking side when he was playing for them. I mean, we know, don't we? Uh, you know, we have Steve Linek, who's an, an ex-player, and um, on on the channel. Um, well hopefully he's coming back tomorrow Um, he's been off for a while a few issues but um you know, he'd said, hasn't he, uh, Brad? You know, be, you know, some 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 players. The, the manager would be giving his, the team talk, and they'd be sat on the on the bog with the door open, having a fag <laughs> listening to the team talk. Before it was different times, wasn't it? Mm.
0: Yeah, it was, and it was probably why we we remember them so fondly because it it was like that for a, for a long, long time. I mean, you even. You even jump forward a few more years past his playing time and you, you talk about razor ruddock and your Gascoins in the nineties. Yeah. Just and, and 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 people today might think, oh, that was very disrespectful. Going for a part, a team took some players didn't need it. You know, you you said the word Maverick there, Alex. There were some players and you could say George Best, you could say you could say Weller for us, Worthington, you know, Gascoigne. Them sort of players, they just didn't need to know what they do. They just did it. They turned up, I mean I can't remember, there was a manager that talked about a player and um, I think it was Bullard, Jimmy Bullard, talked about a player that they'd signed on the day, got him hammered, turns out he was in the start 11 and he played the best game of his life. Some players just have that knack about them, they don't need to be there and it's a generation that's sadly forgotten in football because it's it's so weird to think about it isn't it the the likes of adams and players like that just coming for a pint 10 minutes before kickoff Yeah, what
3: (laughs) (laughs) totally totally um different times different times and in a way it's a shame we've lost it it is very much very robotic these days but look it's football we love it and we've got a game um three o'clock three o'clock saturday kickoff i forgot what they were like um Alex I want to come to you first of all uh, we am going to talk managers uh I could say new I mean he's not new now he's sort of been there six months hasn't he but um and I know your, your, your predecessor who, who was in situ last time we played you um I think it was just before I think it was a few games before he left that we played you uh was a bit of a, a hero um ex-player again um this guy, was he a bit of a... I mean, I've, I'd never heard of him, to be honest with you. I had to Google him. Uh, I guess a lot of you guys did when you appointed him.
1: Yeah, uh, so Marty was... Uh, I think, yeah, it was the less the game against you. After that, Ainsworth was uh, relieved of his duties. Oh, it and was that same, was it? Yeah. Um, Ma- Marty then came in pretty quickly after that. But I, I remember, the, I think we've appointed quite a few managers recently but I think it was after we had uh been discarded by Michael Beal and we were about I think the options at the time were obviously Neil Critchley or Marty Cifuentes and Marty was still managing at the time doing pr- pretty well in uh, in uh, Scandinavia so it would have cost money basically to get him and Neil Critchley mm-hmm. was on a free so we went with him so it is um but in the end he's ended up back with us and I've been really impressed with the, a large bulk of the work that he's done so far it's you know you don't want to this sort of be overly critical of the situation because he's taken on a very difficult uh challenge with the with the players that we had the situation we were in um but the difference between the team that walked out against you guys last time and the team that could walk out on saturday just the belief in itself that it could actually get a result in the game now is mm. drastically improved um and you know what at the time that we last talked that's pretty much all i wanted just to actually be in a lot of games rather than yeah. be content with drawing or losing I mean, I
3: think last time we played you, and we'll look at your season in a second, but, you know, I mean, I, I said to you before, you know, when when we played Stoke recently, and I'd said to them that, you know, you'll be safe because there's three worse teams than you, and I was including Rotherham and Wednesday and yourselves, and you were all, um, and I don't mean to be nasty, here, but you were awful mm. at that time. Yeah. Now, after we played Stoke, I went, Actually, I don't think. That, I think there might only be one worse team than you, because uh, you've put up a fair, fair fight against us. But you know, um, and I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce the guy's name because I don't. Uh, we'll call him Marty. It is easier. Um, absolutely, looking at the teams he's managed, like Ruby, uh, Saint Andrew, Lost Los Sandy Ford, AAB, Hammerby. Like you say, you, you, you'd have to Google him. But, you know, 21 games he's, played, he's managed for you, it says here, seven wins. I mean, that is probably more than you've had all season before that.
1: It's quite a prob Yeah, yeah, it is. Absolutely. Um, it, since, I think, the turn of the year no team is in the bottom half of the championship as well, more points than us. And yeah. to hear that after sort of like enduring the dross that we had to in the first half of the season, um, one slightly annoying because you knew that some of the players there were better than the uh, results that were coming out at the time. Yeah, But you know, you can't help but just be really happy with that. Um, and he's the, the there's quite a few things that I've been happy with, but what I'm most delighted with with Under Marty is that for once we've actually got a manager. And it's, it sounds like quite a small thing, but it means a lot to me in that he's actually willing to shake things up, say, sort of like at half time or just after half time. He's not going to be resolute to one specific game plan. We might change a formation. We might put a player on in a position where they're not ever so slightly used to. And the opposition certainly aren't expecting them to be played in that position. And he's just willing to change stuff. And he thinks a lot more about the game, whether that's him and his coaching team, no manager that we've had recently does that. And that has got us points. That has got us wins. The his One of his first wins against Stoke, it might have even been his first win at home. We were losing 2-1, 2-0 or whatever. He makes three or four really important changes puts players mm. in different places for that specific situation that ended up making us win the game and that is yeah. just massive for me
3: yeah scott thank you for your question we will we'll, we'll uh, I've started it and we'll come on to it when we get to that that particular part of the show um we've never taken despite everything in the sort of form we've had uh bad i don't think we've ever taken any team lightly you know, I mean Rotherham, we struggled to beat, didn't we? Sheffield Wednesday, who were bottom at the time, we thought we, we would beat, and we didn't. We they got they got a draw. The last QPR game, which again we'll come on to in a second, uh it, it wasn't straightforward. Um, but and obviously, you know, we've just lost um <laughs> apart from you know, in the league, we've just lost two games, uh, Middlesbrough and uh Leeds, who have both now done the double over us. Chinks in the armour. Um, we needed a performance, I think, because that Leeds performance was dire. It's probably, for me, the worst we've played all season. And that's not all joking aside with Leeds fans. That's taking nothing away. They deserved the win. They put the ball in the back of the net. We couldn't. Um, but he's, he's got to get it right for this game for me, has
0: old Enzo uh, Brad. Yeah, yeah. has. And, and, and early, I know we'll talk about the game a bit more. A little bit, but early in the season when we were having the Rothrooms and the QPRs away, because it's hard, it's, it's always psychologically harder to, to go at a team away from home because mm. when they're in dire straits and QPR and, and, and well, Rothrooms still are, but QPR really were, um, you know, it's harder to beat them because they've got nothing to lose and, and, and they know that. It's We say it about Man City playing them as a free hit, well, playing us this season has been a free hit for most teams. You might as well go at it and lose because you're expected to lose anyway. And it is. And, and, and we were still finding our feet, you know, we we're, we're kind of in a similar situation uh, with managers as, as, as Marty is. I know Marty's managed a lot longer um, than the Lenzo has, but in terms of, with the greatest respect to the Scandinavian league here, you know, in, in a, in a higher quality league, this is the biggest experience and biggest challenge both these managers have had. And we kind of learned on the job when, when we, when we were in that period, that this one is a big game though, Chris, because like you said, yes, technically we ended that streak. We beat Bournemouth in the cup. So we're not going to lose three games in, in a row in all competitions, but you don't want to make this a habit. And this is, this is at a point now where Leicester just needs to kick on again, kind of get the monkey off the back and put all that talk mm. about but leads, 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 leads in the air roll by, with the greatest respect, we're going to have to turn QPR over because their manager, you know, they, if they come in 1-0 or 0-0 at half-time, Chris, they're going to fancy the chances QPR yeah. the way they play the yeah. football. So it's going to be a good game and we have to be on top. Yeah,
3: disagrees um, with me. He says, I thought we had a great game against Leeds. We dominated. And it was a fair point, Scott, but I, I'm just putting the whole lot together. To me, I can't say we played well if we didn't win. You know, we, we may have dominated, but we lost by two clear goals. And to me, that is still the worst performance. I'm sorry. Uh I know what you're saying. And yes, we did dominate. But at the end of the day, you know, we didn't win. Um, So I, I can't say we had a great game. I mean, seeing our recent two games, Alex, Middlesbrough say double over us, uh, Leeds double over us, that must... Sorry to keep saying it, Brad, <laughs> but that must, Alex, give you some like, Yeah, we could
1: probably get something here now. Yeah, it's always tempting to think like that. You've got to have a sort of slightly optimistic point of view if you're going to be a, a football fan for, mm-hmm. I think, the large majority of the teams in this country. It's... um. Oh, I'm not going to be sort of like too optimistic. I thought last time we were going to get absolutely battered, and we didn't. And under hindsight, you know, Ainsworth had one trick with us, and that was to sit in behind the ball and for straight. Uh, and it probably, if any game suited that, then when you're playing against a team at the top end of the table, trying to that you know like to have a lot of possession of the ball, that's probably the right, not the necessarily the right, but one of the easier. I'm not again that's the wrong word but what one of the games where that styles possibly more suited I think it'd probably be more open under the it in this game yeah. um but I, yeah I mean you know if we come away with a point or a win then you know even if a points a bonus at this point I don't think we're really expecting anything uh no. so like I said it's a free hit let's go and execute the plan that the coaches have put in place for this game. And take it from there. I feel vulnerable,
3: but I'm not going to lie. Um, uh, yes, we, we, we did well with what was basically, I, I hate to say the B team, but it was a stre- second string team that we put out against Bournemouth. Although our second string happens to be very good at the moment. Um, I have just got this horrible feeling about this one. Um, and, you know, it, the leads down to six points. I mean, look, look. This, this is the this is this is the form of the two teams. But look, nobody can shoot themselves in the foot like Leicester, Brad.
0: No, that's true. And whilst it's understandable that yourself and probably a few of us out there are a little bit nervous uh, about this, I, I, I've I've already said this about the running going forward, and this is before and after we have played Leeds, and I stand by it. I think it's ideal that we're playing teams like qpr um uh, and, and that at home i think it's ideal that our game is at home um yeah. and, I'm, and, and i'm a lot more settled about playing qpr now than i was after the leeds game. Admittedly, because of our response, because of our performance, and not not just because we won, but the performance was pleasing against, you know, Bournemouth. It's not like it's not like we were backs against the wall. and We've smashed and grabbed it against Bournemouth. We we actually dominated and was probably the better team throughout the hundred and twenty minutes. Atkin needs to find the shooting boots, but aside, we we were very 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 much in control. Mm -hmm. And you know, I I I. I hope for QPR's sake, but I, I, I don't for our sake, I hope that QPR players maybe get a little bit giddy and ahead of themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think we can go at Leicester. They're not mm-hmm. expecting it. Well, we do our homework. Enzo in his pe- press conference after Bournemouth was like, nope, QPR, that's our focus. Don't care who we get in the cup. Non-interesting. interested in that is QPR now. we we're, We are talking on... He literally said on the coach home, we are going to be talking about how we're going to play QPR. So we will mm-hmm. not you unless you do something that even you don't expect Alex I don't think you'll surprise us by coming at us and being attacking or anything and it might be in QPR's best interest to not anger the beast because you try and play fancy football as if you're gonna catch us out watch the Bournemouth game back and you see how many times we got in behind Bournemouth it could become a it could come and bite QPR in the arse So I'm hopeful that we can put in the performance that gets us back on track in the league because we don't want to lose three league games in a row. No, we
3: don't. We don't. Scott says a very good point again here. You're on form today, Scott. Well done. Uh, We will come good again. Just need the fans to make more noise as the players will play up to it. I actually... um, And I've got to say, I I, I was trying to do a match day vlog because normally, uh, Alex, I do watch-alongs, but because the Bournemouth away game... I lived just outside Bournemouth, so it was like a home game to me. It was an FA Cup, so they had to put on where we normally get like five, six hundred tickets. We got uh, just short of two thousand, so I was I was able to get some tickets. Um, and my God, was it was it quiet? It literally was. We know it was. It was the very famous like the shh. Can you hear the own fans? You know, and at one point we'd got the right, you know, right side singing with the right side, left side singing with the left side. we were singing back to each other because there was no something coming from the Bournemouth fans. And somebody actually put, so I, I was doing these these, these short videos. And I videoed that, and God knows how you can enjoy your game if you're doing filming at the game. I, I just I will never do it again. But I posted that, and somebody actually put that's quite ironic. Um, seeing as you know, because when Leicester play at home, it can be very quiet. Um, I hope you don't have a good start to the game because I think if you do, uh, I'm not sure how the crowd will react. Um, but looking at that, that's your season, that's our season. It literally is almost like you know, you've printed one side of the paper, open it up, and it's printed on to the other side. Um, talk me, talk me through your season there. I
1: know it's going to be painful, but. Well, there's uh, crucially, you see right at the end there, there's a little uptick where we are outside of the relegation spots and that might not last longer than a week. It might last until, you know, hopefully for our sake, it stays like that to the end of the season. We don't Mm -hmm. know. Crucially, we've managed to actually get that mental uh, difficulty slightly conquered because there's been three or four teams that we've played. I think it was Sheffield Wednesday, Stoke, Plymouth and maybe one other maybe Millwall, I'm not quite sure where we could have won or got a better result than we did and we would have been outside of the bottom three and we failed on three occasions against teams that um, are in the relegation battle with us and that was really worrying. So to finally get that little tick at the end i think well i hope will be a massive um boost to the team and a real big kind of encouragement to know that they can do it and it's not that difficult to do it obviously this week is probably one of the more difficult games that we will get in this running um but that i think is absolutely crucial um i mean it does tell a story it tells a story of a very disappointing season but you know, I can't see exactly where your um, where that are the reverse fixture is is on that uh, that chart. But it if was you number sort fourteen.
3: Of... Just you just dropped down to nineteenth, I think, when you played. This match week
1: fourteen is uh, between yeah. just before you played Rotherham, your first game against Rotherham. If you put underneath that sort of fans' confidence or fans' optimism after that game it would have been not through the roof, but it, that it would have certainly been up to the top because it, it, Marty has changed things for us. And that that's the crucial thing. Cause it all, like you said previously, all we need to be is where we are now just outside the relegation zone. And that's fine for us.
3: Yeah. Very interesting what you said there. And it is, the the games that you maybe should have been winning, like the you know, the, the Sheffield Wednesdays, the, the, the Rotherhams before this the, you know, last week, um, you know, the teams that were down there around you, they, they were so important, they are must-win games. I don't know how many of those you've got coming up again. I know you've you probably you played Stoke twice, haven't you? Um
1: yeah. I'm not sure. Sheffield Wednesday, have you played them twice? Have you got them to play? I feel like we might have them again, yeah. but uh, we've played Rotherham yeah. twice now. Um, I'll just look at you. Birmingham are kind of down there. Swansea and Sheffield yeah. Wednesday, Plymouth as well. We've still got to play. So, you know, there's there's winnable games there. I think there's teams That's a good that call further up earth, the league yeah. that aren't... <laughs> That's yeah. a good
0: quarter of a, like the mini-season that's left, isn't it, really, for you yeah. guys? That's got to be the games that you're looking to win. Sorry, Chris, just... just no, to no, 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 no. Because if I'm right in thinking, after us next, you you, you have West Brom, so do them games become more pivotal for you as a fan to think, well, if we get what we're expecting against Leicester and West Brom, and that's the proverbial zero, they'll surely become games that you've got to really hope you're winning, aren't they? they?
1: Yeah, it doesn't really matter what happens in the next kind of games against yourself and West Brom. Um, When when the context comes to the teams around us, you've just got to beat them. You can't expect to stay up and you can't, and then sort of lose or draw to teams that are in around it with you. You've got to beat them. You've got to, when the opportunity is there for yourself, you've got to sort of write your own story and not rely on other teams. Mm. Interesting point, and I wanted to
3: raise that about beating teams around you, because you know we've got Southampton. Well, well, we don't know when we've got Southampton coming up. We should have been playing them in a couple of weeks, but we've got Leeds fans a quarter final of the FA Cup coming up, which means that that game's been cancelled with that weekend. But we failed to beat Leeds. We failed to beat
0: Ipswich, and that might just come back and bite us on the bum, Brad. <laughs> Maybe, but then, like you said, Chris, try, try and name more than a few more teams. A handful of teams that have beaten us this season. I mean, Ipswich, all of who we've got coming up, Hull have beaten us. Yeah, Hall, Coventry, and then Leeds and Borough. So you know, there's someone else in there. I think I think there's five teams. So Coventry and Ipswich,
3: with the other team. Pardon? Coventry with the other team. Yeah, I said Sorry
0: Coventry, to say it. Oh, did you? Leads. Sorry. Middlesbrough um, and Hull. So I think there's another one we've lost too, but I can't remember who. It's completely evaded me. Um, unless unless I'm just bad at maths and I, maybe I've just done the maths. Six,
3: six games we've lost, two to Leeds. Yeah, 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 yeah. So
0: you're right. So so, yeah. so, four teams have managed to beat us out of the, what, 24 that are in the league. And yeah. it's got two draws against us, which... which you think Freaky Friday, Alex. The, the, the two games mirrored each other. 1-0 uh, lead, an own goal got the equal. I, a late goal, and there was an own goal, and all sorts. Bloody them two games. So, we haven't done that bad. And, see, Leicester's position, if you want to flip that, Chris, we've beat Norwich. We've beat Southampton. And at the, at, at the time of playing them, even though they're not so much this season, we beat Blackburn when they were up in the playoffs. We beat Preston. When they were top of the league, Chris has <laughs> as, as far fetched as it sounds. Again, we when when we've we've probably well, we clearly have beaten more teams around us than we've dropped points because the only yeah, realistically yeah. we've dropped six, seven, eight, nine, ten points from from two oppositions in that top six. The rest we beat so far, so. Um, I probably made that sound worse than it is when I put the figures on it. I probably should have shut up and said, we've just not lost it, at Leeds and drawn with Ipswich. So, mm-hmm. we're not doing too bad against these sides at, at the top end and you know, you know, like you said, quarterfinals aren't for everybody so unfortunately we have to wait to play Southampton but again, Southampton will be at home, the Norwichers will be at home the Blackburns at home the, the, I know. again, I know they're down at the bottom but again, they, they are a very well established side and, and, and a bigger side than where their position shows. That's the advantage I think we have as well. We're playing. We, we did the hard job of beating the West Broms, the Southamptons, the Blackburns at home. Uh, away from home, sorry. So playing them at home, you feel like a double is incoming at least two or three of them oppositions. So, it's not all as bad as it sounds just because we couldn't beat it, which in Leeds,
3: it isn't. I think I'm just panicking a little bit because you know our lead is going down and down and down. But then again, I don't know, and this, and I'm really not crowing or or trying to be disrespectful to the other 23 teams or anything like that. But when you've got that bigger lead, there is only one way you can go,
0: yeah, very, very true. There is, there, there is, and look. For the individual, for the norm, and maybe, this, maybe for the league itself, it probably needed Leicester to have a little bit of a wobble. it um, was every- a neutral fan who actually said, um, I hope you lose against Leeds just to make it exciting at the top. Have you had the point? Yeah, yeah, for neutrals, it, it must have been a bit boring. And I suppose the hope hoping Leicester struggle for the next couple of weeks in the league. In fact, I think a lot of neutral fans would have been a bit annoyed that they beat Bournemouth, that we beat Bournemouth and played so well. Because I was thinking, God, oh, so they've gone out of the cup. They might not have been up for it. QPR couldn't, it, you know. And then, it, again, it's interesting because if Leeds win, the gap comes a little bit less. What what they won't want to see is our response be exactly the same, Chris, to when we lost to Middlesbrough and Leeds last time, which is win, 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 draw, win sort of thing. Because then the titles and, and everything else is done.
3: I that, hope would be that would be interesting. That uh, would be interesting. Talk about talking about tough games, though. And I've got to say, fair play to QPR because, um, I and and it's hard. But I went. I think I went into the last game thinking, or well, maybe I didn't, because I think we played this after Sheffield Wednesday. I'm not sure, but I just thought like it's a game that on paper, and let me just say on paper, we should have won quite easily, and. Fair play to QPR. I mean, it was, you say, Ainsworth's last game, but fair play that you made it difficult for us. And I think, you know, there was a a bit of an incident that probably turned the game uh, mm-hmm. for us uh, in the sending off of your, your goal scorer. Um, but, you know, until Winks got that wonder strike, and I still think that's probably going to be up there for goal of the season, um, you know, you, you were coming away with a point. Your memories of that game, Alex?
1: I remember at the time kind of thinking, oh, you know what, I mean, maybe I, I, I wanted to, I thought we were going to lose quite badly. I think I said on here about 4-0. And I remember sort of like a half time, I can't remember when the goals were or sort of, you know, like just thinking. I mean, four, You scored on,
3: we scored on 30, you scored on 40. Yeah. I
1: kind of thought a few of your players didn't quite fancy it. Not because mm. of like any sort of raucous atmosphere at Loftus Road. Just kind of didn't. It didn't feel like your best performance. It felt like you you were you had a lot of the ball. wasn't really going going anywhere with it. I think we've all seen that sort of performance from a a dominant side. I QPR when we've been slightly better off i have certainly played like that against other teams. Uh, going a couple of seasons back, I just thought that you know there's there's a possibility here. There's a, that we could. Possibly get at them, nick something, and walk away from this, being, you know, feeling quite happy about ourselves. Where that leaves, I mean, Ainsworth was always going to go, I think, but, um w- well, how that sort of left Ainsworth would have been really interesting. I would have thought that he would have wanted to sort of go out on a high. He, he did, unfortunately, deserve to lose his job. But if you mm-hmm. get a point off Leicester and then the next guy doesn't start so well, then people start, you know, people start rewriting history very quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, in terms of his own sort of credibility, go on, try mm. and win the game, try and draw the game. Let's not, like you said, the, the red card is um, probably what swayed it in the end. But, yeah, I, I kind of felt like, you know, we could have, it, could we have gone at, it, at you a little bit more? Or if, if we go at you, does the game open up and does it become a lot easier for you to pull us apart? Um, probably. But, you know, like I said, I think that, style of play under Ainsworth suited that kind of game where you're not expecting to win the game as it is. Mm. You're expecting to probably lose. And when you don't lose as badly, it doesn't feel that bad. It doesn't, you know, you're sort of slightly shocked by it. Yes. That's not how we wanted to carry on. And, you know, the, the game going forward, we might lose by a bigger school line to you, but at least we're actually trying to win Do the you game.
3: think he would have gone whatever then? I mean, if you'd managed to... Okay, whether you'd have won the game or not, I don't know. Uh, but let's say you'd managed to get that point. And with, with 11 players on the pitch and, you know, without us having a wonder strike, it, it would have been 1-1. Uh, you don't think that would have
1: saved his job? No, there was a... I think the week that Marty was appointed, uh, I was invited on BBC London um, to speak about the appointment and Ainsworth sacking. And they had mm. a Norwegian or... Scandinavian journalist on who had released who had broke the news originally that we were looking at Marty and he said on that program that we had been looking at him for at, at the very least a month had pretty much offered him the job you know already like, like three weeks before we played you Um and it, this was something that had been um, in the pipeline for a while basically uh, and you could tell that from Ainsworth as well I think you look at his body language at the game he knew he was gone It's a, it's a shame when you've
3: got ex-heroes of the club that come back yeah. and it doesn't work out for uh we do we do do quite well don't we Brad, at getting rid of opposition managers we've done that a few times uh in the recent years um but your memories of that game as i say i i was i was relieved to come out of that with three points
0: yeah i was i'm in the red card and uh definitely changed the game um and again uh... You look at like you look at that and it wasn't a shake, shaky period for Leicester. And not 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 in terms of results because we were winning games, but we were going through that two one to the Leicester boys sort of thing where we were we only just beat Rotherham by the same score line. Uh, we only just obviously then beat QPR. We then drew with Sheffield Wednesday, and that's when Leeds fans first started gizzing themselves over as dropping a point. Um You know, and and that was, again, you you have to look at it at the the time period because you, and we hate to talk about it, but you you look at where the squad was mentally from last season. It was was in the bin. The morale was in the bin. The faith in, 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 in any style of patient football was absolutely in the bin. And someone just attacked my letterbox. That was weird. And, and and this was what game week what eleven, twelve, somewhere around that back bracket. So we'd only just started to see this Enzo style football that we've become so accustomed to this far into the season, you know. Um, we've played way more games than we have now. And and this was just at that little bit of the yeah, you know, what was it you you used to say in his press conferences after a game? Oh, the 20%. The the thirty percent. I think we was only just. He was only just starting to talk about them getting to grips with it. I don't even think we was at a twenty percent point at, 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 at this point. And you could tell that because, like Alex said, we QPR frustrated us. we were. We we were trying to pass with a purpose, but we kind of didn't have the mental to do it. We didn't really know how to do it, as we've seen following on from this game and the, and the runs we've been on and, and where we are, we've obviously got to 100% understanding of Enzo's football and whatnot, but we were, we were in the infant, infancy of its development, wasn't it, Chris? This was in that period where we were kind of going, whoo, got away with it, Who got away with it. And I always say good teams find a way to grind out results, but great teams win when they're not at the best. And this was probably in that period of them fixtures that you talked about where it was... Playing teams we expected to hammer, we were just kind of getting getting away with it, if you if if you will. So, it was a scary game to watch, but we got there in the end, and that's that's really what mattered.
3: I, I've got to so, just got to mention probably to me, um, not just the best buy of the summer for Leicester, but the best buy of the summer for the whole championship. Harry Winks, um, not known for his goal scoring, but. That goal, Brad. I mean, well, wow. It's got to, it's going to be well. I, I I still think it's going to have to be up there with Fatouz against Bournemouth, but it's going to be up there for goal of the season for us.
0: Oh, it's definitely top top five contender. Um, I, I, I'd be Sorry, remiss- Alex, to bring this up again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I w- I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Um, if it was in the top three. I mean, Winks is one of them, isn't it, Chris? He he, he always he only seems to score when it needs to be pivotal. And the QPR game, I think a couple of weeks later, we, we played against West Brom, Chris, and you remember that one? They overcommitted and he scored in the 92nd yes. minute. Kind yes. of reminds me, is it in that way? He only scores when he needs to. And when he does, they, are, they aren't half meaningful or memorable goals. And, yeah, it was... Um, it was one of them where you kind of sense he was going to score because everybody kept saying, "Oh, Winks does this and that." Wait, and see, oh, can't wait for his first Leicester goal. And I, I think that actually was his first Leicester goal, and yeah, it will definitely be in that talking point along with the Bournemouth, Bournemouth, Bournemouth. I would say Bournemouth, uh Fatou's goal, this, and then JJ's versus Cardiff is my top three so far this season. They, they've all been fantastic goals. So yeah, you're right, Chris. Player of the season and contender for goal of the season.
3: Now, looking at this, this really sort of makes me like goop, goop when I look at this, because uh, Leicester's the home and away form. So that that's our recent form overall. But the figures at the top is where we stand in the home form and we are dropping down. We're only we're down to fifth in the home form at the moment. But QPR, as we said this earlier, Alex, you know, you're, you're fourth from bottom. And yet there you are on away form. Your your mid-table.
1: Yeah, I mean it's just uh, uh, the, the defense has improved massively, uh, which is shocking considering that we were a really defensive side under Ainsworth. But um Marty's got them playing more, I guess with much more confidence in themselves, yeah. uh, and that sort of translates into being able to frustrate away from home. Um and I think in those kind of games where we're not expected to have so much of the ball it's ever so slightly easier with where we are at the moment to perhaps play away from home i don't quite know where we stand in the home form table but you know when you only have to get one or got one goal or something like that you're expecting the opposition to come at you because they're at home yeah it's 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 ever so slightly easier to play those games sometimes but yeah I mean like the the I've always thought that the players are there that are good enough there's and they've made some decent sign-ins in January and you know it it's an interesting one for me because I'm not quite sure how you know sensible that is signing those players whether it's a big gamble or not because they've said for the whole season the board that they've got no money and then a day after the transfer window shuts we've signed four players out of nowhere two two permanently and two from pre- on loans from Premier League clubs, and that's not cheap. So, you know, whether, whether the gamble pays off or not, I don't know. But there's definitely I mean, been a massive uptick. Yeah.
3: I mean, looking at your last five games, I mean, you know, you've won three of them. You know, you beat mm-hmm. Blackburn, Bristol City and, and Rotherham, which was a huge win for you, really. A uh, six-pointer, literally, you know, they would, they would say. I mean if you if you'd managed to get something from stoke I would have been almost perfect and that was the game really that i would have thought would would have been sort of a banker for you if you like uh because you know the other games yet yeah, you've done really and at a point uh, a norwich side that that are up and down like a bride's knickers on the wedding night is not to be sniffed at um as indeed the bright knickers, but, um, moving on. um sorry, <laughs> that's a, that's a horrible thought, isn't it? Um, but you know, but to lose the Stoke, that was like what you did to Rotherham. They did to you really. That
1: Stoke game was an absolute, <laughs> uh, it's just, I can there's no words for how badly we performed in that game, which is, and it, you know, that we feel pretty great now because we've got what two, back-to-back wins and yeah brilliant or, or it's not back-to-back is it or i can't quite remember no yes it is bristol it city is. wasn't it yeah. 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 yeah yeah bristol city and rotherham and everything's feeling great again but i can't say how awful we felt after that game and then you look at the next one and bristol city that one of those teams where it's like oh you know they they'd mid-table they've flattered to the sea at times but they've got oh. good players they've played west ham and given them a right good go in the cup and then You know, what are they going to do to us? We go and beat them. We've beaten Blackburn recently. We never win at Blackburn. That game has got like 1-0 Blackburn written all over it. And we went and beat them. That's, you know, fantastic. So we had all that optimism. And then to get it sort of punched out of us by a really poor game against Stoke, conceding from a set piece yet again, uh, and just not turning up in a game where we could have, you know, like I said, Escape from that relegation zone doesn't matter how brief it would have been, but we would have escaped from it and we'd have felt a lot better for ourselves. But you know, they hopefully they've learned from it. Um, but you would have taken that oh, early absolutely. in the season, you'd have taken those five games I, wouldn't I, you? I, if you'd said that. I would have thought you were mad, I wouldn't have believed you that yeah. that was yeah. going to happen. Just, we were, you know, so far off the pace, it's it was ridiculous. Yeah. But that Stoke game, you know, if you Want to know how to beat us? That Stoke game is a prime example. Just get a corner, basically, and you've got a pretty yes. good chance of scoring. Well, um, Brad, looking at ours, um, we're actually
3: kind of uh, worse worse in the form table. But I was I was, I was impressed because I was actually behind, obviously, one of the goals when we played Bournemouth. And at one point, you know, like before the before, when, you know, when the players are warming up, they have two goals, don't they? Because they have one that they they practice. And I thought, hey, to leave the two goals there, we might have a chance of scoring because we can. I mean, you know, to say that we've scored more goals than anybody else this season, we have not been able to find the back of the net in those recent games. And we missed. I mean, Eunice ran his little socks off uh, just couldn't work out where where the net was uh and that seems to be our problem I mean we we'll, we'll, at the end of the game if it's okay Brad we'll, we'll pick a team but um that that has been our biggest problem for me
0: yeah it has and um it's a bit unusual I mean I suppose it's I suppose it's strange to see us struggling for goals when we're top of the league and doing so well but it has been the Achilles heel and um you know it's something that I, I I I agree with what you said earlier, Chris. I feel like I don't know what's changed in the world of football so much, but I just feel like if away at, away games are better and easier to play to play and watch than the home games because every home atmosphere has just been depressing. Not just at the King Power, where you know Bournemouth were that was a full stadium, and it was you know football in a library. you lot was singing so. I don't think it's just us. That suffer, I mean, in it?
3: fairness to Bournemouth and and Craig, no, Graham, but Craig was a Bournemouth fan. He's a best mate. Actually, going out for a drink with him next week. And um, you know, th- their full stadium is like half of most teams.
0: Yeah, granted, <laughs> But normally, the small stadiums are the ones that make the biggest atmosphere. Yeah. You remember Filbert Street in comparison to to Premier League grounds, Chris. So you know, you're expecting it to be a bit cagey, a bit hostile, and it what it was. It was actually quieter than a library. Uh, yeah. in fact I heard the people you know in the library say you know Bournemouth were saying to the librarians keep the noise down please yeah. but you know this is this is almost without getting too arrogant and and reading too much into a league position but this this run of fixtures I'm including Sunderland in that and and uh, I can't I don't know who comes up next um for us, because I, th- I think it was supposed to be Southampton that's been rearranged. I don't know, but these next couple of games, at least, Chris, the QPR and Son, so that's where we need to at least be finding our goal scoring form. But Because before we played these two games, we put five past Stoke and, and we've and we won games quite comfortably. In fact, we were winning to a canter against most teams. So but, do we have to win four five-nil to kind of get us back in the goal scoring form? No. I would take Leicester having five shots on target and scoring two of them and winning the game 2 0 or scoring three of them and winning the game 3 1. You know, I, 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 I think Keep are a much better outlet than they were when, even though they, we only beat them 2 1, but when we played them there at their place. But I don't think we need to batter them to kind of get ourselves back in goal scoring form. I think if we just play well and, and take our chances. We can still win comfortably, whether that's 2 0 no, 3 1. And we have done that at points this season. I, I just hope over the next couple of games, Chris, we manage to find that bit of rhythm back in front of well, goal. We've got, we've got
3: Sunderland away on Tuesday. Um, yes. Then the following Saturday, the 9th of March, we're away at Hull.
2: You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery.
3: But when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Oh, so there's two away games, three away, get four away games. Because then we've got Chelsea. Now it says here Saturday the 16th at three o'clock. Whether it <laughs> will remain as that. There's only four games, obviously, in the
0: quarterfinals. and All four will be on
3: telly. You can guarantee
0: we're going to get a garbage yeah. kickoff because it'll be Chelsea yeah. on telly and it'll be stupid time for fans.
3: Yeah. And then you've got Bristol City away on the on the 29th of March, which, if anybody is watching, happens to be my birthday. Just saying. Just leave it out there for anybody, you know. 29th of March, guys. All right. Just so you know. But looking at those there, I mean... All right, so we've scored seven in the last five games, so have um, have yourselves, Alex. Uh, Games over two and a half goals for both of us, it's three out of five. And games where both teams have scored, three out of five. This is going to be a 4-4
1: thriller, isn't it? (laughs) Well, yeah, I I wouldn't have much confidence in us scoring four goals. Um, (laughs) Or us at the moment, to be honest with you. I, I, I... I think it stands to a pretty good chance that you guys could certainly put a few through past us there's still you know we're still down the p- wrong in the league whilst we have more optimism getting out of our situation there's still glaring problems of the way that we're playing you know he's trying to get us to play a more um progressive way i guess you could say it involves passing out from the back uh and Asmir begovic really struggles with this so Um, the goal that we conceded against Rotherham directly linked to seven minutes at the start of the game where we couldn't pass the ball properly, basically. Uh, And it just puts you on the the wrong foot. So in the end, eventually they they were just sort of hitting the ball long, which this weekend, depending on which striker plays up top is fine. I, I think we've got three physical strikers that should be able to at least contest the high ball. That's not really an issue um it's the fact that we put ourselves under unnecessary pressure when passing out from the back uh and that makes a lot of qpr fans nervous and i think that's probably you know i'm sure your your boys would have done the homework and that will that will just you know that that will be a very easy way to try and exploit our weaknesses the second thing as well is that is corners and free kicks we just cannot defend them it's it's shocking it's it's plagued us this whole season. Um it, honestly, giving giving away a corner is probably more likely uh to score the opposition more likely to probably score from corners against us than penalties. Yeah, we probably sounds uh, like was last season,
0: Chris, doesn't it? It
1: does. <laughs> I was gonna say that. If a give goal you five goal penalties, I day. would fancy our chances, but give you five corners, I'd I'd be worried. Um it's just it's not that that isn't good enough in the the stoke game was another example of that we're just losing our markers letting them run in at the back post and score a really, really easy goal yeah
2: are you um, sat under a bird yeah, so there,
1: that but... that is the two ways are you sat under a bird there we keep no <laughs> no, no, no no no
3: um but uh, here we go this is look this is the top of the table well, sorry about this again alex but this is the top of the table um it is down to six points now we missed a lot of chances uh, at Bournemouth, but in fairness, so did they. I know Enzo said we do not use this game to judge where we are against, you know, if, in case we get promoted. I'm sorry, bollocks, we do. I was looking at that all the time, thinking this is a team that, you know, if we were in the Premier League now, it's a game we would look at getting something from, just as Bournemouth would, in Fairnet, fairness. It was, apart from Chowdhury and uh, Vestergaard. That was not a, no no first first choice, so we say players on that on that uh, on that pitch at uh, at kickoff. Um, and to say that that was the second tier team, we went toe to toe with a with a Premier League team. We bought them the confidence, and there must be a lot of the what you say first choice players looking over the shoulders, thinking, "Shit, <laughs> am I going to be starting against QPR?"
0: Well, I mean, yeah, that, that's, that's that's what you want, though, isn't it, Chris? I mm. think that's the joy. I think that's the headache every manager wants. They want to see that competitiveness. The one thing you can sometimes accuse players of, and, and we kind of accused certain players of it last season, rightly as well. Well, I'm not saying it isn't justified, because it is, because I think, there's, I think Kane had it at Tottenham. It, it, it's no competition. If you don't fear for your spot... Yes, you don't want to play badly, but you also sit there and go, well, I'll play badly, but you know, who cares? Personally, yeah. I'm still going to play next week. I'm still going to play Tuesday night because they can't play anyone else in my position. So I'll just, you know, and I'm not saying these players down tools or anything. What I'm saying is when, when you're in a bad run of form or a bad bit of confidence, mm-hmm. you know, you... you <laughs> You, it's hard to get out of it when your mentality is well, it doesn't matter if I play badly because no one's going to take my spot. Whereas, you know, like you said there, Chris, you, you saw the reaction and the way some of the players played. Code, Cody is a notable factor, I, we'll talk about him later on, I'm sure. Um, for, for me, if you're if you're your love child Vestergaard, I'm not saying you're worried, worried, but you're going, Whoa, I've got to well, he's games, out, isn't he? Because he's
3: he's he's, he's yeah. got. Ten yellow cards
0: That's uh, what I mean So that, you know, that, 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 that's going to have him thinking I, I did oh, love God. the chant when he, when he did that
3: one at the end If Festergaard scores No, I think it was the corner Singing if God scores Were on the pitch Yeah <laughs> That summed it up But yeah. yeah. 26 points ahead of seventh i mean that's mad uh, i mean that that just doesn't comprehend uh that sort of gap and i don't want to be in the playoffs but it you know it is the safety net i guess and uh looking at the other end um alex i mean i mean that must that must look good for you you're not you're not next to a red dot anymore
1: well, yeah, that, as you saw with that little chart earlier, getting out mm. first time since September or something like that, we've been outside of the bottom three. So it's been a long, long season. And, uh, you know, I've been enjoying the be- the many benefits of this week of not having to seam a team with a little red dot next to it. So, yeah, it, you know, it's, it's a step in the right direction. And that's what they've got to take from that Rotherham game into this one. So they're more than capable of getting results. Maybe not in this game, but certainly games in the future and if we drop back in into the relegation spots again it won't be the end of the world because we know we can beat those teams.
3: I'm just looking do you know who Stoke have got this weekend?
1: Uh oh. I'm not sure but that you know last weekend we were pretty confident that most teams around us telling. were going to we're going to lose and then Millwall went and beat Southampton. So um mm. I think it's, it's this point of the season where we're more concerned about Who we're playing and what we can do because you can't rely on the opposition.
0: Stoke have Middlesbrough, but that is at home, and uh, then midweek Stoke are away at Leeds. So if um, (laughs) well, if there's ever a
1: time, yeah,
0: if well, if if there's ever a time for Stoke to turn up, I'll ask them for that game. I don't mind. I I, I'll, I'll be going on every Leeds channel saying you're bottling a six point gap yeah it is <laughs> thing is though um uh, uh, uh Alex uh Sheffield
3: Wednesday are away at Rotherham um that could very much work in your favor, couldn't it
1: yeah a Rotherham win there would not go amiss you know just to, to drag Sheffield Wednesday down again um yeah. but yeah oh, Rotherham
3: can't... are down aren't they let's be honest with you bar barring a, a third world <clears throat> war and the league getting ended they are they are relegated.
1: They were pretty poor last week. Can't mm. can't deny that they were. They, they, it was a sort of position that I, I kind of recognised us being in. They got the goal early on, and they were not that keen to try and play much more football after that. They were pretty awful. Um, so you know, delighted to actually get the result out of that because otherwise that would have been a really depressing uh, yes. week to follow.
3: Yeah. Um. We've talked a lot about tactics, the way you play, etc. So we don't need to sort of. Uh, go over that as much but you know what what type, what's your formation that you play and who who should we be looking out for who who, who who's going to cause us problems from uh, well, QPR
1: if it was down to me I would depending on his fitness I'd be starting with Sinclair Armstrong up top very pacey player just dangerous he's got he's still a little bit all over the place in his finishing and he may you know take five chances before doing something correctly but he will cause your defense no end of bother because of his profile if you know you've talked a lot about bournemouth this uh this recording if you look at the game that we played against them in the fa cup um he absolutely cooked their back four in that first half Uh, of course i
3: forgot you you'd you'd had them as well yes i
1: mean and that first half was impressive for us because we really you know we we lived with them we coped with whatever they threw at us it was the second Mm. half where it all fell apart funny enough because of set pieces again um but you know he he has got such a if you look at sort of like the profile of what you would want from a young striker he's strong fast he's got that you know that aggression about him and he will just run and run and run. He's a fantastic footballer, potentially. It's not all quite there yet. His finishing is a little bit all over the place. But I feel like if we're going to be playing on the break, which just seems likely for this game, we're going to need someone who's going to chase and chase and chase and put your players under a lot of pressure. None of our forwards are fantastically clinical. We've signed a new one in January. We don't really know how, you know, how he's going to fare. He scored one goal so far against Norwich. And, you know, that was brilliant because it got us to a draw. But, you know, long term, I I don't know how well he fits into this game because I honestly haven't seen him enough. Apart from that, the other player that's been getting rave reviews is another January signing, uh, Lucas Anderson, who played under Marty in um, for AAB, I think it was. He um, has a striking resemblance to Jesus, and if he leads us out of the bottom three, then you know he may well be Jesus. But he, um, you got, you,
3: you just, got, uh, you got a competitor there, Brad.
0: Ah, oh, so yeah, well, I'll, I'll out Jesus you anyway. I'll, I'll speak to my dad, make sure it doesn't happen. At least not at least not at least not to uh when, on Saturday. You know when Brad
3: sports his beard, uh Alex, which he hasn't got today, <laughs> when he sports his beard and his hair's a bit longer, yeah. He he is Jesus. I mean
0: I was incognito, Chris. I was hoping he wouldn't get brought up, but, but miraculously my name got mentioned in in turn. Yeah, I've He's I have had a word I've had yeah. a word from Alex. We're gonna beat you on Saturday, but I'm gonna make sure you stay up while it's
1: no, much appreciated. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> You'd worry. take that, yeah. wouldn't you? You would take that, yes, yeah. uh, very, very much so. But yeah. yeah, he's a he's a fantastic footballer, and he look, you know, he's got that kind of uh, classiness to his game. Picks out a really nice pass. So, it, you know, it, he's he was injured for the game against Rotherham, so he only came on in the second half. But if he starts, then I'd be hoping for a good. Uh, and you make you know, the Ronald Chair. Yeah, he's a, a talented little lad. Him and Morlock, I um, think, a lot
3: in the summer. We moved with a move away, wasn't he? Uh,
1: he was. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so, I
3: think. I think. Um, I think we were linked, mind you be honest with you in the silly season everybody gets linked with everybody don't they you know yeah um Brad we won't go through hours and I, I don't want to bore Alex because we'll go through hours because we'll pick a team I don't want to have him to have to sit through through all of that but uh so we'll do that uh afterwards but I'm going to come to you Brad now um for, I haven't put my predictions in this week so I'm still uh free to to, to pick one uh but I must remember to put them in
0: actually um what are you going to go for, Brad? Oh, wow! Well, I'm going to compare you to what I, what I, what I've actually gone for in the prediction week. My, my little boog. i have become organised in 2024. Video. So it's amazing. What well, been... Can I just say,
3: don't worry about this, Alex, because last week we get a point for a correct uh, outcome and three points for the co- a correct score. And last yeah. week I got two points. So I wouldn't yes. worry with whatever whatever I go for.
0: Which which amazingly was uh, was one more one more point better off than someone else in the league and two more better off than someone else as well. So he wasn't the worst one in the league tell <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, but the one that
3: didn't get anything just didn't put any results in,
0: did he? Well I, I mean, he probably saved himself the embarrassment to be honest with you <laughs> But I've I I have done my predictions because I'm a good boy and I and, and also I've run it, so I have to. Um, I've gone. I've gone three nil, and normally I kind of take a free shot because I can change it on here. But I'm actually going to stick with it. I am. I, I am backing us to to get get back to winning ways and, and goal scoring ways. Unfortunately for you, Alex, at, at QPR's expense. But uh, like I said, don't worry. The, the, the deal's in progress. <laughs> so you're going to be. You're going to be fine for next season. Um, your
3: your prediction, Alex.
1: Uh, I'll, I'll say like a 3-1. I think it's going to be a more open game. So I think you'll take it 3-1. Oh, right. Always
3: worries me when the opposition uh, predict a win first because it doesn't usually come off. Uh, the scary thing is that I'm also going for 3-1. Uh, I think it will be a tight game, but I, I can just see us conceding, especially if our goalkeeper, like you say, continues to play out from the back. Um, doesn't matter who we put in goal, they seem to play... Play the same way. Uh, what we want is one of those goalkeepers, you know, like on on 5 a on bar football, where they got the thing going over, so they can't go forward. They can just go go across the pitch. Um, and we always end and um, with a um, played for both section. Um, and I forgot, I hadn't realised that this guy actually, after he left us, I mean, maybe before your time, I don't know. Uh, Paul Kancheski Alex,
1: do you have any memories think. of him at? Um, QPR? Uh, I'm trying to... I think he played for about one season. Uh, yeah, it was probably, wasn't I'm even that. About 2015. League. No, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was... Yeah, that that was... Uh, it's clearly not the worst time to support QPR. I think it was when we'd just been relegated from the Premier League. So I'm going to say about 2015. I the worst thing about that time is that we had uh, some nice night- kits that were very formulaic and very boring and it just wasn't a very exciting season we kind of hoped for better we had players yeah. that could probably do better and we finished um rather mediocrity in mid-table and i think that the, the thing i remember from him is that he was quickly off to Ricky, i believe not that long after playing for us so you know that's quite a big drop down championship to none yeah it was
3: actually a loan from us to you um right and um, and then he went to Gillingham. Then they say he went to Billericay, and then East
1: Thurrock, and then Billericay again. So yes, he did kind of fall off the grid. You know, a bit, like there's a, there. you're hoping for a lot from lone players from. Premier League clubs for them, for the that's a yeah. bit, pretty big drop off after leaving us, so it kind of says yeah. a lot to where the quality was at the time, but um, not exactly one that I'd say will live long yeah. in the memory. Well, that you were in the Prem that season, weren't you? 15 16. No, I think we'd just been relegated, so that was, was that the season uh,
3: after, was it? Right, yeah, right, okay, yeah. yeah, Brad. When he was at Leicester,
1: I mean, he played 138
3: games for us, got five goals, he was never the fans' favorite.
0: But I always actually liked him. Yeah, yeah. I I still remember his goal against Wolves. We lost the game, that one, but he scored a screamer with his left foot. I think the problem is, is with Paul Kincheski, is when your mum has to come on Twitter and defend the reason you were so poor to get on Liverpool side, you kind of just tarnish your reputation ever since then. I didn't hate him and I didn't love him. But Chris, you've disappointed me. You've really disappointed me. I don't fill in for Craig this often, right, Alex. And every time I think I've filled in for Craig, he's disappointed me with his beard at both. Because I was expecting an icon of the game. I was expecting a a, a guy that that played in the Premier League for both clubs. Yeah, that's it. The man, Super Les Ferdinand. Where where was he, Chris? Where was he? Super. Well, he Espen, never played in
3: no? the prem. He never played in the prem for us.
1: Did, did you not do him last? Was that we not last up? time's one?
0: Was it not? What, oh, it was it that season. We went back up, on, and we were we kind of had like Martin Keown and all that. I think we did Sorry, Alex. I think it might be right a champion. Here. It may have been a championship season, but I know I, I still expected you to use him nonetheless. Well, I couldn't. You. I know, but I'd
3: already used him last time.
0: Ah, all right. I'll let you off. I'll
3: let you. Uh, no, he was with us two thousand and three to two thousand
0: and four. Ah, oh, that was the season after. Then it was. I knew it was a, a three. I couldn't remember. Yeah, that, that was when
3: we were the Derby and Jones Retirement League for ex Premier League club
0: yeah. players. God, <laughs> yeah, we were.
3: if you if you'd if you'd finished your career in the Premier League, come to Leicester. That's saying yeah, he, he, he was a, a twenty nine games played, twelve goals scored. So. Um now we see Ronald Ronald's with me here. Well done, Ronald. Uh Les Ferdinand is the first player that came into my mind. Uh that this is it, there hasn't been too many. That is oh. the problem. Did Danny Simpson play for QPR? I don't know. Do you remember him at all, Alex? Danny Simpson.
1: Sorry. Danny Simpson, yes. Yeah, actually, yes. Yeah. He went he played for us uh season we won at Wembley and then Went to you guys the season after, I believe, oh, and then nice. played yeah. because I like we, be obvious. we, we, yeah. uh, these obvious ones I only just thought of and remembered now. <laughs> I think he was always hard done by, like, I think you know, yeah. at the time he got released because we wanted to sign a Chile, uh, Mauricio Isla, who was a Chilean right wing back who had played very well in that. World Cup that had gone on that year, and then after about five games, uh, Harry Redknapp abandoned that tactics play wing backs because Rio Ferdinand in the mid- playing centre back was so bloody awful. Wow, wow! Um, but yeah, I mean,
3: also he, he was he was a tad naughty naughty boy, Danny. But uh, but we're we're loving <laughs> because he was part of that team. Alex, thank you so much for coming on and giving your time up again.
1: Really do appreciate it. Just give everybody a reminder as to where they can find you. Yeah, it's uh, our generation on air. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts. We're on Twitter as well. Um, yeah, all the usual places to find a podcast. Brilliant. Uh, I, like I said at this before we came
3: live, I, I can't explain why, but I do have a soft spot for QPR. So I really hope you stay up. Uh, basically, because I want Sheffield, I want Stoke to go down. Sorry. So I do hope you stay up. Um, so, but just don't start uh, on Saturday, will you? Just wait wait till afterwards, then then start your uh, your, uh, your great escape. But uh, thanks very much for coming on, mate, and all the best for the rest of the season. Thank you very much, and you too. Cheers. Take,
1: Take care. care. Thank mate. you, Alex. Bye Bye-bye.
3: bye. Alex's link is in the description below, um, by the way, and we thank him for coming on. Um, yeah, I didn't want to go through our teams, it can get a bit boring for, um, for an opposition player. Um, I don't usually do this because normally, if I'm honest with you, um, we, we know what team's going to be in advance. Um, but I think today, after that game yesterday, what I'm interested in is not the team that Enzo will pick, Brad, but the team that you will pick if you were Enzo. So, um, let me well, just bring I'm this I'll get a bold cap.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, please. Well, oh, I can, we can probably still do it this way, actually. Uh, you probably can't see that because it is quite small. I'm struggling to see it, to be honest with you. But uh, I'll go on to this screen here. So, I'm guessing, are you going for, for Mad manson back in goal?
0: Yeah, it has to be. Look, Stolarchik is a great um, goalkeeper for the, the cup. Reminds me of a Fax ad under Keller and and um uh, uh, in his days. Uh but it is some Madsen straight back in goal. there's no question for me on that one.
3: Yes, no, you 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 are quite right. And um Stolchik so stolchak whatever one let's call him Jakob. Um he did have a few mad moments or, or mads moments if you like uh i, I did oh, say yeah. in the first half a ah, little goalkeeper always has a as a couple of moments and i think he had ended up having about four um but i've gone for the, the formation that we will have which is three across the back um three which will turn into four in midfield then two either side of the main striker so i think the formation is going to be the same um now then who do theory. you play three
0: center backs sorry he doesn't play three center backs no, he can play three across the back. Yeah, but that's that's confusing because he'll only play two centre backs. He'll have. Well, you don't have to be. I'm just saying centre backs. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go with it, Chris. I'll go yeah. with it. Yeah. Go I'm... with it. mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not it's just that you've got like... three centre backs. I can't see him playing three centre backs. But then again... no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not Stanley Kubrick. Here, you know what I mean? It's just
3: what I've got on the screen. <laughs> God, Brad, give me a give me a break here. Yeah, no, but you know what I mean. We play three defenders, four yeah. if we're defending, three if we're going forward. Yeah. So this
0: yeah, is the going go forward bit the here. Way, the way the way they go about it. Um on so the left of the back three. It's Justin. Justin's far. I'm far more confident in Justin than Doyle. Um, so for me, it's always James Justin. Oops. Um, let me put him on the right. Let me put him on the right. He's wrong. side. Yeah. He's wrong. side. Yeah, he wrong. Do, he
3: doesn't say left. No, oh, for, for bloody hell. Oh, 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 We've got a back three of
0: Justin's. We have. <laughs> so we good. Have. So good they named him twice. We've got J J J J, 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 J. There we go.
3: Right. Okay. Let's uh, let's go in the set send. Now let's go on the right then because um if I can work out which one that is, uh the right, um are we sticking
0: with phase or? Um, yeah, I think phase comes in. I think phase has to come back in. Um, I said this after the Bournemouth game. I, I like Nelson, uh, and while people might say QPR is the ideal oh, game from, yeah. <laughs> uh, look, don't worry about it, Chris. At the end of the day, the formation looks wrong in my eyes. So I, as long as we've got the back four in some way or another, I don't, I don't care. Anyway, we'll get there between it between us anyway um but yeah I, I i know people might look at qpr and say oh well let's get let's get um nelson playing i think nelson's a player that needs to come on if the game's kind of done for me i want phase i want the experienced players coming in and taking us over the line there you go now you can put justin on the left i've made him out of meltdown folks i only bitched him out you, have, about you have
3: made me have a meltdown Right, so phase is going to be there, I believe. You see, it doesn't make, it doesn't sort of break
0: it down on the right hand side. No, yeah. I, I use this, and it can be a pain in the arse to fit to figure out as well.
3: There we and go. I don't,
0: and a left and right centre backs, I potato potato to me. People say he's yes. a left side, I don't care. Now we're um, we going for Ricardo on the right. We certainly are. Um I think Chowdhury can play down as a great player, but I think oh, a baby. bloody hell! For God's sake. <laughs> there is, you'll get there eventually. Don't worry about it, Chris. I tell you what, we should win because
3: all the the bloody opposition will be confused.
0: Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, they definitely. We've got them well and truly stumped here. We have, we have. Um, Now then, Guard is banned. Yes, and the reason I've stuck with Wild wow Phase is because I'm going with Connor Cody. Um. I think you can't have Nelson and Faze in the same squad because they're too dissimilar. And I think you need that sensible head to allow Faze the freedom to play the way he does. And Cody and Vestergaard offer that because they are experienced, they're in the 30s, so they're not as quick. Although Vestergaard against Bournemouth proved he can handle it at that level, I guess. But it would be Conor Cody for me that comes in. If I can find him. If not, just put Jim Bob the third in. Some of them don't register, do they? No, because I had a player when I used this app and I couldn't find him. And I used to do this with Craig, I actually had to put Machalali in because it wouldn't find him. Can't remember who it was now. This is annoying. C O A D Y, try that.
3: There we go. I'm gonna agree with you there. Um I he, I have a feeling he will bring Nelson back in. Um because he seems to be liking Nelson. And as Ronald says there, it's either Cody or Nelson. Uh I I I I, I think Cody deserves it. He had a good game against Bournemouth.
0: Yeah, he did, and 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 so still singing his praises. He said he's going to have a pivotal part to play in this season, and he, and and he, he he didn't kind of deny or not acknowledge the fact that he could imagine that, you know, he praised his professionalism because it would. He said it would be easy for him to be frustrated that he's not played as much this season, but he's got mm. a hell of a role to play, and I I do feel like this next quarter of fixtures, Chris, it, Chris, with the teams we've got coming up, it, it, it's. We need our experienced head, and he had a fantastic game against Bournemouth. He didn't put a foot wrong. Well, apart from that time he slipped on the ball, but other side he had a really good game against Bournemouth. He
3: did, he did, and I know Nana Nelson came on after 105 minutes. That was just to give somebody a rest. But yeah, you know, I I just um yeah, I I I I feel very bad for him, and I'd be surprised for me if Nelson doesn't start, but. Yeah, I agree with you. I would definitely go for Cody. Uh, I think with this run in and Nelson's done nothing wrong. There's no reason why Nelson shouldn't be starting. But I just think Cody's got that uh,
0: old head on him. Yeah. The only way Nelson gets into the squad and I wouldn't do it. So that's why we've got this formation is we would actually play three at the back. You know, we'd yeah. play with like that three centre back, and then you know, and then five yeah. in midfield. Which is what I through. thought
3: I would set it up as, but it's yeah, work.
0: which is why I was like, no, I wouldn't do that. If you're asking me to pick it, I'm not doing that. No, but again.
3: the thing you know, whether it's hmm. four at the back, you know, it is only three yeah, of is.
0: attacking. Yeah. You know,
3: yeah. we right? We always have to um, leave
0: one wing back, don't we? Yeah. We've got it.
3: three central
0: midfielders here, so who we're going to go on the left of the centre? Uh I think he's kind of. Been sat on the naughty step a little bit. Maybe you know, he had to give his head a wobble and refocus. But for me, on the left, on the left, guys, it's KDH. He, he you know, I think he's a player that isn't irremovable. He certainly. Oh, not... Clip it, please. Just put a mark <laughs> on it. He, uh, he specifically was told left. Yes, no, and I looked at that. Look, left left's on top at
3: the bottom, and then oh. the next one left's on bottom of the two. Work that one out.
0: I don't, I don't know, but I am amused, Chris. It's just the way you did it, and then just went oh fuck off.
3: Oh, there we go. But look, look,
0: look at that. Look on the right, the yellow,
3: which is the left back, is above uh, the brown of the right back. And the no,
0: two sons no, of midfielders just... are both black. <laughs> I go top. And it's on the wrong. Oh, I know. It's, it's I mean, just it's just the way you had. We had so much forward events and the
2: second you're so <laughs> certain you've
3: done it. <laughs> I tell you what. I wasn't. I was looking for another one that I used, and I couldn't find it. So I had to come back to this one. Um, yeah. yeah well. You, know, you, right, you, know, so, you, think,
0: you think the football club would have one for the fans too, for a bit of fun, wouldn't you? Better yes, well. yes, you would,
3: you would. But um, fun's something that uh, we, we're not allowed to have anymore, right? Um, yeah, I agree. Jews have the rest against born um uh yeah let, let's give him a chance um when he's on form he, he does make all the difference um so yeah i'm agreeing with you at the moment to be honest with you um on the right of the central midfielders
0: my man of the match against bournemouth uh people seem to still be nervous i think some of his naivety when he was young and getting in the squad i mean they nearly ended matt Ritchie's career uh Sorry to the Newcastle fans to, to, to remind them of that, but because he was in the chat. But for me, I'd put Hamza Chowder in there. Um, mm. I would put Hamza in, in there um, just purely because of, uh, not, not necessarily positional change, but the work of the person I'm going to put in the middle of them, what he will do.
2: Mm, I, think he'll cover, I
0: think he covers ground, Chris. I think when Dewsbury Hall and the next midfielder in question push up with the attack, we need to have somebody because we 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 since we've lost Undede, we've lost that reassurance in the midfield, in a breakaway, and that is I think we actually need to. It sounds negative because I'm sure people expect me to say Winks here straight away, but the reason I put Chaudry, I would have Chowdhury in there. It's because he just clatters into a player fairly now these days, granted. He doesn't go around trying to get red cards and mm. breaking hicks. Fairly clatters into a player and he reads danger so well. He has matured and his game has come on leaps and bounds under Enzo so for So for me. I would meet manager Chowdhury's in there. Well,
3: this this is your team, first of all. Um, wanna say hi to Richard, Newcastle United fan. Welcome along, mate. Um, looking at our position for next season. Fingers crossed. Not guaranteed yet, mate. Uh, glad you're coming back up. Well, I say let let let's touch wood. Um, you deserve it. Thanks very much. And anybody that watches this channel regularly knows um, I I absolutely I, I like Newcastle. I think you put up with a lot and uh, all this sort of salty thing where you know you don't deserve all this money. All who cares? Who cares? You know you got it. It's your turn. Give the top six a a team a good run for the money. I know you're struggling this season compared to last season, but um, look, just stick with it and stick with Eddie Howe as well. He's good and good luck for the rest of the season, mate. Um, right. So who are we going central mid?
0: See, I was tempted to say, give him a bit of a run because I do like Eunice. Um, I think he'd be knackered. I think he he,
1: yeah.
3: he, he he ran like 10 marathons in fair. He was my <laughs> man of the match against Bournemouth. And I know people will go, what? Yeah, he, could, no, he couldn't no. the with a banjo. Nobody was getting into those posi- into those positions. And when you get into those positions, you know, you get taken down for a penalty or look at Leeds, their last two goals were deflection. So that's all you need. He was all over the place. He was he was the Harry Winks mark two against Bournemouth.
0: Yeah, he was. And uh, as Meatloaf once said in one of his songs, God rest his soul, you took the words right out of my mouth because I am putting... <laughs> Mr. Reliable, the championship player of the season thus far by a country mile for me, missed a 90% pass success rate. I don't care what happened in that one game. We don't talk about that 89%. It is Mr. Harry Winks. And the reason I put him so advanced in, in, in the lineup is exactly what I because of what I said about Childry. I, I think you can still have him hustle at midfield, but you know, you talk about that QPR goal, Chris. I, we, the one thing I think Leicester fans would want to see now add to had added to Harry Winks' game is that freedom, which indeed he allowed him to have a little bit when he was playing and Trowdhury would, it's that freedom to not just be the guy that pings it around, which he can still do in the middle of the park, but go mm. forward with it. You know, join in that attack, get a bit more forward, give us five bodies coming forward instead of four... Um, in, in in a four in a four man attack. So for me, that's the midfield three.
3: Okay, I will come back and make some changes for my team at the end. Oh, um, I don't care about you.
0: your opinions. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, so anyway, carrying on, guys. Uh, we don't need him. Uh, <laughs> there we go. He's back. <laughs> like a like a fart in a spacesuit. He hangs around and you can't get rid of him. Um right well, here we go. Uh left midfield, I am guessing uh uh Mavididi.
0: Yeah, so I'm gonna put uh yeah, Mavadidi, mate. There's no point even trying to drag it out as if we gonna put anyone else's. It's, it's Mavadidi it's Mavididi every day of the week on that left hand side. I love our All Brighton, but he's um he's a game management player for me. I think that's a technical term for all Brighton. He's a game management player, isn't he? 2-0 up, last 10 minutes, rest some legs, get all bright and on, dependable, reliable. You're starting with Mavadidi every week. You are.
3: And if I knew how to spell it, I'd be M-A-V.
0: Um, to... I don't think he comes up under that though. Look. Mav I. Um, hang on a second. See, yeah, I think it was Mavadidi I was having trouble with. Oh no, it was Cassidy. I couldn't find Cassidy. It just clicked in my head. I couldn't find. Um mm. Uh, well try his first name which is s-t-e-p-h-y there we go there we go um and
3: um drum roll here um
0: on the right abdul you need to teach me the lyrics for the rest of that song Because I think that's brilliant That they've used ABBA Which you have been to see in the concert You must have loved that about Fatawoo
3: I, I didn't know my son had to As I was filming My son had to say I, went, I don't like that song He said it's ABBA I said I still don't like that verse anymore. Oh god the only one you don't like And they use no. it I don't know it just didn't Didn't do it for me Um but, look, yeah, I agree with you. Now, well, I, I don't care
0: if they say you shouldn't fall in love with a lone player. I, I'm writing him love letters. I'm in love with the bloke. Oh, I loved him. it
3: afterwards. <laughs> it and
0: uh, you could see him. He
3: was being filmed at the end and he was dancing around. He's got his
0: phone out <laughs> and he's singing along. Chris.
3: Yeah, what a, what a goal. I mean, he's been trying that all season and it very rarely comes off. My God, did that come off. I mean, he played that ball to absolutely nowhere. Now, normally, you know, he's had Pratt or he used to have, you know, Indeedy. They worked so well. I mean, Pratt has got this understanding with him um, and literally, in actual, in fairness to him, went down the side, got the ball, played it back to him, came on the inside. And we thought, here we go, you know, X or whatever, which is how it's been all season, in fairness. Wow. Top bins. Fair play to their keeper for getting a hand to it, to be honest with you. But yeah, I was just at the other end of the pitch and I'm like, has that gone in? Did that really just go in? You know. So yes, fair play, fair play. Um, now then, talking of love
0: children, yours came on. He did and he played well. And in fact, I I didn't get I didn't know this because we didn't re- well you did do a little bit of a review with Kate, but it was a, it wasn't like a proper review, which no. is why which is why we had the we had the, the you know the beauty on instead of the uh tactical Well great. In,
3: in fairness, I thought if I had you and Craig on,
0: I'd still be doing it now. Well, yeah, of course. Well, actually, <laughs> yeah You don't just be getting on to me talking as well. That's the sad part. Hey, he
3: I- my god, I love him to bits and lacks there. I'm going for a drink with him next
0: week, but my god, can he talk?
3: I well, have- you won't get
0: pissed, will you? Because by the time he finishes telling the barmaid a story or the barman a story, they'll be calling last orders. He won't even get a drink on.
3: <laughs> he actually said, let's meet at six. I went, That's a bit early. Make it seven. And I thought afterwards, thinking, actually, six might have been the better idea. Um, but Yeah, I did have to cut him off a few times. He knows it, though. He he, he does go off on a... I thought, I thought you could do with a sat-nav. He could do with about five of them. But uh, mm-hmm. who are you having up front, young man?
0: It's a, it's a difficult one because you look mm. at... And I know you said he was the man of the match. And I understand why. Because apart from the fact that he couldn't finish his dinner, let alone a shot, bless him. He ripped through their defence. And, yes. and he actually complimented um, my love child in the actual style of play. Because he actually was afforded to come forward. But we didn't... Because Atgun was told to press up and kind of become that Shinji Okazaki striker role, if you will. Yeah. He, yeah. he, he allowed us to win the ball and keep that body in the midfield and not sacrifice losing the man up top. And if one of the three in midfield plays like that, it's got to be in Acho. And I know, I know, Ian Acho, Brad's by a shock. We can hear the loving from here, Brad. But if you're going to play somebody the same way they played at gun. You look at how they played against Bournemouth in that cup game. They complemented each other so well because he he does hold the ball up well. And if there's a point in the game, Chris, where we've got to get the ball forward quickly and allow our players to catch up, I don't want anybody else holding that ball up. I don't want Daka holding the ball up because he can't. Let's face it, he is pace. He is Vardy-esque in that sense, but he can't hold on to a ball. And Callan... Can do it, but not consistently enough, and I feel bad because I feel like I need to run in a team. But I'm I'm putting Ian in because I feel like him, Fatu, and someone in that midfield that they make a great connection of a three. So yeah, go on, play the music, play the love music if you want, but that that's who I'm having given, given how out went. Would would I
3: would I play? Yes, you fucking would. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then As soon as you insisted, I, I will I will <laughs> you play this annoy
2: you. Your opinion is wrong
0: Oh, okay <laughs>
3: I, I'm going to disagree with you I really no, am
0: Because uh, like Sherlock said there Your opinion's wrong
3: He has <laughs> yes. um, Yeah, I Okay, so I agree with him Uh, yeah. Justin, yes Um Ricardo, yes, I think Ricardo made a big difference when he came on against Bournemouth. Um, Faz, I don't, I don't see how you can leave him out. To be honest with you, um, you know, and he, he's had a few runs forwards. You know, he can get into the box, can't he? As well, you know, reminds me a bit of um, uh, Harry Maguire when he does that. Uh, and I agree a hundred percent with Cody. Um, I think he deserves a run out. I think he will go for Nelson. But I would go for Cody as well. Now, when we get to the midfield and forward, this is where I'm going to 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 to, to disagree. I thought Marchal had a good game to say that I mean, we forget he he was in the starting lineup at the start of the season, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Um but I'm gonna go with Dewsbury Hall for you. But I can't go Chowdhury. I'm so sorry, mate. Um I would bring him on if we were, um, you know, struggling and we needed, or we're just trying to hold on to 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 a lead. But I'm going to put winks there. You can't put two two Harry winks
0: Winks on. on. I told you this with JJ. Just because you like him doesn't mean you can make
3: two of (laughs) them. Hey, we might we might win if we have two Harry winks on. (laughs) Now, the other Harry winks, the middle one, I don't believe it. No, I don't. I so want to put Dennis Pratt in because, look, that would be indeed his role. We know that if he's fit, don't we? That would be indeed his role. But by the time he actually comes back, even though he's not coming back till April, you can't just throw him straight into the team and expect him to be up to match fitness. So I don't know if we'll actually even see him before the end of the season. We'll see. Um,
0: I think. I think the only reason you might do, Chris, and I hate to say it, it's because it'll be his goodbye match. It'll be Possibly, his. It'll yeah. be his chance to say goodbye to the fans. Yeah, but that would fighting. be the, the
3: very last game, you know. So, yeah. um, but I know what you're saying. Um, so, the, the first choice when he was injured was Kashade. Let's be honest with you, um, Enzo loved Day, and he, he was like, well, "What we thought about him didn't matter." He was the first choice. When he went as well, Pratt's gone in there, and he's really grabbed his place. Mm, true. And he deserves it. He, he hasn't got injured, and he he does. He, he has had some very good games. So uh, he would be a, a one that I would possibly think about putting in, but I am going to go for Eunice, simply because he had a brilliant game. Um, no, you did, You're right?
0: But you know. then, surely, you, you are you about to contradict yourself after seeing the way they played together as a unit? Are you about to seriously take my love child out of the situation, Chris? I'm getting emotional. <laughs> are you about to do this to me?
3: I am. I'm sorry. You <laughs> no, oh don't make me feel any worse than I am. But, yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm good, I'm good. I, can't. I'm I can't. I can't. got. I can't have my love child. You can't have it's your It's not suspended. It's not my fault. <laughs> um, look, you see different things on the telly than you do when you're at the match. And look, I know my eyesight isn't 20 20, it's more like 5 5. Um, so we were kicking, I would expect Ian Atcho to be at the other end of the pitch, you know, in the second half, because. Um, <gasps> That's the way we were kicking, and he's a striker. But I just I didn't see enough of him to convince me. Mm-hmm. And I think he had he had the role, like you say, he holds the ball up. I think that's what we needed to do in that game at that point, because we were ahead, you know. Mm-hmm. We, we needed to sort of say it. But uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise myself here because Trevor Benjamin's back, isn't he, Chris? <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, don't you be knocking the Benjamin, all right? <laughs> Check for Benjamin who had more clubs than there is clubs in English. <laughs> more,
3: yeah, I had more clubs than, uh, than uh, Nicholas, uh, mm. the golfer. I'm going to go for Thomas Cannon. And again, it's a tough choice. Uh, mm. So I've gone at Gun Cannon, but I could easily just go Pratt and Daca. Cannon. Oh, Pratt and Dakar. Uh, look, Cannon, I'm going to go for up front. Um, Daka, he did. He has missed a few sitters, hasn't he, just recently? Yeah, um, but a bit
0: like Atgun, the goals he has scored, no matter what people think of him, he's been in the right place to get on the end exactly, of it. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Uh, there's that argument to but make.
3: That, but no. then again, Cannon didn't let us down. He scored like four or five in six or seven, didn't he? So, True. you know, fair play to him. Uh, so that would be... <laughs>
0: I don't know Atgun or Pratt. I really don't. No, you know what, Chris? I back your statement. I like Pratt and I I didn't see Atgun getting back in the team too easily. But I think he's warranted to start. I think against Bournemouth, I think he Enzo's style of management. And then me personally, I, I'm with you, Chris. I appreciate the fact that he worked his knackers off for 120 minutes to get back in the team. And I said, go on, prove him wrong. Get get the get create them chances against QPR on Saturday, and I guarantee you are sticking a few away. Mm. So I'm with you. If you're gonna take if you're gonna if you're gonna take Ian actual out, then you can't put Pratt in. You gotta put we've gotta agree to disagree. Because I don't mind losing Chowdhury because I was just trying to be a bit conventional, and I do think Chowdhury mm. deserves a start. I think Fronts going up, but it is hard to not pick them two in the team. So if you're gonna put that in. I'll agree
3: with you, but you know. Take, take. Yeah, I I am simply because uh, if I was him, I'd have been walking off that pitch going, "You dare drop me now," you know. Yeah, and you know, yes, is look his shooting was was everywhere, but whose hasn't been recently? Very true. I <laughs> mean, you <laughs> look
0: at it. We've scored what we've scored. Yeah, three you know, goals
3: and on the strikers for goals, you know. Yeah, um, and we've not been everybody. creating a lot of.
0: You know, on, on target, have we? I know we yeah. created a lot against Middlesbrough, but we only had one on target, as you pointed out, Chris. So, you know, we need somebody to be finishing these chances, and someone not, ever, no one else is taking them. So, why not? Yeah, yeah. and like I say, you know, you look at Leeds.
3: Let's say two goals, second and third goal against us. Both of them were deflections, I think, wow. weren't they? Yeah. So if you put the ball in, you know, if if Eunice is having shots and you know they're going wide or they're going over it only needs to hit some you know qpr player on the arse and 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 it's in you know um yeah, so so you know and he was doing that he was scaring and you could see the bournemouth players didn't want to tackle him in case they brought him down no, you it, know he, so. he
0: frightened them to death with his pace mm. didn't he chris yeah yeah and like now, i said give, giving them chances on Saturday. He probably takes them if he's trusted yes. to do it, and Enzo's telling him, No, do it, do the same again. I'd bet you to take one. He probably yes. will, yes. Now, I don't think that is the team that he will he will go for. Um, uh, for me, no, I, if... I personally think Ian Acho and Childry will be picked to see. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, I think, um, look, QPR are there, no disrespect, the guy's gone, but I think they're there for the taking. You know, if we if we play defensive against a team like, or, you know, a team in QPR's position, we might as well have Brendan Rodgers back at the club. You know, yeah. we've got to we've got to go for it. And Chowdhury is one to bring on if we're defending a lead, um, uh, yeah. or we just want shoring up in midfield. I think we'll see Nelson. In, this is what I think Enzo will do: Nelson instead of Cody, uh, Pratt instead of Atgun, and possibly Dakar instead of Cannon. I think those are the three changes he would
0: make. But then, you know, in Enzo we trust. Yeah, of course. The, the amount of the lineup is going to do it, Chris. And, you, and, you, and you're right. If you're not going, Chris, if you're not going to play defensive against Bournemouth in a cup game when it's not your full strength side, you're never going to go defensive against anybody, let alone QPR. And again, it's at home. We have to go for it um, because I think you know what you see on paper can get fans riled a little bit and you don't want to get to 30-35 minutes and you know Leicester have had two chances, keeper have had two chances and it's a mm. dead boring game I, I can't see that with the way Leicester mm. play football but you'd want Leicester to have a lead of some form going into half time and, and you'd want to be able to come in at half time Chris whether it's 1-0 or it's 2-0 or 3-0 sitting mm. there going nah only one winner and it continuing in that mentor sort of thing you don't want to be sat there going oh god what the hell yeah, it might be one nil, but they've had more chances. We got to, you know, we don't want that. We want to be sat there at half-time going, "Yes, well done, great performance, keep it going," sort of thing.
3: Yeah, Ronald said, "I'm not sure how long Vardy's out for, but his experience will be vital for the running." I well, think this latest injury has convinced me
0: that we we can't afford him in the Premier League. No,
3: um, we can't. We,
0: can, we is... can afford to give him the West Morgan treatment, can't we, Chris? Where we keep him around maybe for the dressing room, but you're not. You're but well, no, we can't even afford I mean, he's on 100 grand a week, mm,
3: yeah. I suppose when we've got to think, you've got to think of FFP. Mm. And when he gets injured now, I mean, he's only been back what two, three games from his last injury, yeah. and he's, put, he's doing this and he's not even playing. This was like back to Rogers' days and Dr. Death, you know, when the players were getting injured on the training ground. And that's no disrespect to him, but he's of an age. It's like I say, I, I'm in my 60s. If I just have cut my finger, it takes me a good two weeks for it to heal. Well, when I was like, you know, 20-odd, it was taking a couple of days. So That's the problem. I don't think we can afford him next season. Um, but this season, like Ronald says, you know, when he's fit, his experience, even if it's just the last 10 minutes, will be vital. Yeah. Brad, yeah. Thank you very much, sir. It's, it's uh, that was interesting. I, I, I've missed that picking the team actually. And uh, yours was wrong, mine was right, but hey, never
0: mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll 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 see. We'll, 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 see. We'll, we'll have to start doing it, Chris. I'll send you my team, and then on the game, we'll compare who's as more right than the others. So no, yeah. no, no, look, we'll both get as many wrong and right as each other.
3: Indeed, indeed. Right, I need to do the predictions. Oh, quickly stay on for two seconds because we need to talk about that. Um, yeah, no worries. But if you have been listening on your favourite podcast platform, thank you so very, very much. We're on all the major platforms, obviously as part of the Talk Sport fan network. And if you've been watching or you've been in the chat, thank you very much for joining us. Check uh, out our sister channel, LTID TV2. Uh, go over there, give that a subscribe as well and um they say thank you for joining in the chat if you have been in the chat uh, but that's it um tomorrow night we will be back at some point with the prediction show and then obviously the watch along from 2 15 on saturday but until that point it's good night
0: from me and it's good night from him good night good night
2: thanks for watching these videos are tremendous you better like them too or i'll be back
3: The Talksport Fan Network is the ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best
1: fan-led football podcasts, including Leicester Till I Die, independent analysis and reaction for the Fox's faithful.
3: The Talksport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated
0: content created by the fans for the fans. Follow the podcast on the
2: Talksport Fan Network.